Welcome to episode 61 of How About the Muskies. As always, I'm your host, Connor, joined by Matt. Unfortunately, Andrew can't be here this morning. He's off doing his own adventure. I'm not even getting into it. I'm not even sure where he is, or, but he can't be here. So it's just going to be a two-man show. It's going to be a quick show. I feel like there's not much to talk about. I mean, we'll talk about the win against Butler now three days ago. It's kind of old news, I feel like. So we won't talk too long about that. We've obviously played Georgetown tomorrow. That's not a game that really needs too much to say either, but... We're a Huskies podcast, middle of the season, middle of Big East play. We got to provide some content for you guys. So we're going to, so we're going to do, we're going to start off with that Butler game. I mean, that was that Butler game, the way it went, it was kind of how I expected our game against Xavier at home to go kind of like it would stay within that nine to 12 range. They would never really go away. That's Butler's a tough team. They're a team. I personally don't want to see in a big East tournament or even an NCAA tournament. They got some guys that could really beat you. DJ Davis had a big game. Tell for Like they just got guys. I mean, how'd you feel mad about that game watching it? Yeah, the game was a little ugly, not quite as ugly as the Providence disaster uh, from last week. But overall, I mean, we didn't really get to play how we wanted to play. We had a bunch of production from a bunch of different places. Uh, Diara with nine off the bench, pretty productive. Spencer leading scorer with 20. Um, We only made six three-pointers in a game where we scored 71 points. So I think that kind of goes to show you, you know, how we got our buckets uh, 11 from the stripe. They were coming from all over the place. Uh, Another pretty ugly game. Uh, Klingon, um, sort of able to stay out of foul trouble-ish, putting up 18-14, probably one of his biggest games of the season. But overall, uh, you know, a good win, a game that you needed to win, and they took care of business. Yeah, if you guys remember from previous episode, our players to watch, I said Donovan Klingon. I did the thing, here's five words, Donovan Klingon played 20 minutes because he had really been in foul trouble the last few he only had one foul against Butler. He played 28 minutes. He had 18 and 14. That's his first double-double of the year, if you can believe it or not. Obviously, he missed some time, but still, he's played in what? How many games now? Look right here. I have it. His 18th game, it's his first double-double. I feel like a guy that is projected to do so well, you expect him to get at least a couple of those by now, but he's not He's not really not a bad thing, but he's not really the rebounder that you'd expect a 7-2 guy to be, but he impacts the game in so many other ways, but He had his best game of the season, one of the better games of his career against Butler. He took a three. He didn't hit it. I I mean, why not? At this point, I'm fine with taking one a game, even if he doesn't make it. It's just it's 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 entertainment to see. He's not a guy you expect out there. But yeah, he had a great game. You mentioned Cam Spencer a little bit 20. I mean, this I feel like is a big game for us. It shows we don't need everyone to go off to win. Because you mentioned Newton, he only had nine points and he got he had a lot of clutch buckets late, but he didn't wasn't really impactful in the first half. He went down, he suffered what looked like a scary injury when he limped off, but he was fine. He came back in. I mean, Castle, he had career games back to back going into this one. He just had five points, but he had two blocks. He had his fingerprints all over it as well. And Caravan his he was back after missing St. John's. He played 35 minutes, just seven points, but three steals. So all these guys aren't doing the scoring, but they're still producing in other ways. And you mentioned Diara nine points off the bench, Samson Johnson at three points. I mean, th- this wasn't our an A game for sure. I'd say this is a B minus. Uh, I feel like that's a fair grade. I mean, Butler's a tough team, but it shows you can we can win sloppy games. We've shown that twice now in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, like you're saying, we got to win sloppy games. You got to be able to win ugly. If you want to, you know, repeat as national champions, you need to be able to win games where you're hitting six threes, where you're allowing 37% from the field. You're only you're hitting 47 
I'm surprised we only won by nine, but I mean that just shows Butler, you know, the kind of team that they are. But also, you know, where we need to improve. Yeah, where we need to improve, I feel like it starts with developing the bench a little bit more. I mean, obviously at this point, we're probably not gonna see too much out of ball and Stewart, even though they they played five and three minutes respectively. We're not going to see them suddenly jump up to 15 minutes per game. It's just not how Hurley operates. Neither of them played in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. They just went seven-man rotation in the second half. But it's going to be tough. Cam Spencer, 38 minutes. Castle, 33. I mean, Cam, I, let me pull up his stats over the past few. He's played a lot of minutes. Let's pull up the game log here. 39, 39, and 38 in his last three games. I mean – Obviously, he's shown and proven he can do that, and he's producing still. He had 15, 23, and 20, so it's not like he's out there getting fatigued and it's forcing him to miss shots. It's just – I don't know if it's sustainable to have a guy like that play nearly the entire time. I, that worries me, especially if you get into March when you got, like, two games in three days in the first or second round or Sweet 16 Elite Eight, stuff like that. It's just – you're going to need those bench guys to provide some solid minutes. I know they can. I'm, I still want to see a little bit more, though. And I'm surprised with the lack of foul trouble that Klingon only got out there for 28 minutes. Uh, I mean, Spencer, you know, I feel like he loves being out there. But, you know, as a coach, you do kind of have to understand that the schedule is going to get packed uh, come March. And you need your guys out there. You need them available. And I feel like playing your guys, you know, an entire game isn't a great way to keep them available. But, I mean, I guess at this point of the season where you need to win these games, I guess it's necessary. Yeah, and I'm, I guess I'm just nitpicking, but I'm fine with him doing that. If he, if he and Hurley obviously are fine with it, I'm not going to question them. They know better than me. I'm just here talking to you guys about the team. I'm not anywhere close related with the team, but I don't know. It's just in some games like that St. John's game where you don't have Caravan, it's more understandable to see him play 39 minutes. But in this one where you have everyone healthy, it's just seemed like a lot for me. I think we can just move on here unless you got anything else from this Butler game. Like it was a like we said, it was just one of those games that happened. It's a ugly win, but a win's a win. We've won what ten games in a row, eleven, I believe it's up to eleven now. Yeah, eleven consecutive wins. It's just we're making the big east look too easy. I I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves here, but you know, it's not every day you win eleven straight conference games. So this team's really good. And that kind of brings me into the next segment here. This team is really good. Where odds are, I saw it's like a 92% chance or whatever for us to be the one seed going into the Big East tournament. I feel like the Big East player of the year is up for grabs. And I, I don't, I feel like it, you kind of have to give it to one of our guys. There's a bunch of great candidates on other teams like Devin Carter of Providence. You got Kolek, he's always a threat at Marquette. Creighton's got some guys like Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, but. We don't have any guys that really are in the like the top five in scoring in the conference because we are so balanced. It's just who do you give it to? I mean, who would you choose, Matt, if you had to choose one guy on our roster right now to be Big East Player of the Year? Um, it might come as a bit of a surprise. It might not, but in my honest opinion, our Player of the Year uh, has been Cam Spencer. Uh, I mean, obviously you have guys, uh, Tristan Newton, Steph Castle, Donovan Kling, and Alex Caravan, all huge impact players, but. Just throughout the year, I feel like our most important player has definitely been Cam Spencer. 
Uh, just the way he's been available for us, the way that he shows up in these huge games, he rarely disappears. He has his off-shooting nights, but who doesn't? I feel like Cam Spencer, he's averaging 15 points a game, four and a half rebounds. I feel like, to me, he's sort of the obvious choice. I mean, Newton puts up all the numbers. Newton's your star guy, but at the same time, he has nights like against Butler where he's not really there, three for 11, one for three. So, I mean, in my honest opinion, I feel like Cam Spencer is the guy, but if it's not from us, I feel like it has to be Devin Carter, just the improvements that he's made this year, keeping Providence somewhat relevant. I mean, next year is going to be tough without him for them. Or Trey Alexander from Creighton. He's just been insane all year. I actually agree with you. I feel like I'd give it to Cam. I mean, I, you mentioned Tristan's the stack guy. I feel like you see all these like predictions for first-team All-American. Tristan's on that. Obviously, Cam isn't, but... I feel like Cam just impacts, like you said, he impacts the game for us. He's our most impactful shooter. He's our most most important scorer. Defensively, he's a lot better than we expected him to be. He crashes the glass. He gets his fair share of boards. You can get assists. He's just the perfect UConn Husky. And I don't, I didn't expect when he committed here, even back in November when the season started, to be saying Cam Spencer should be Big East Player of the Year. But I feel like there's certainly that argument out there now. I, I just I agree with you. If it's not a husky, it should be Devin Carter. Even though Providence is they're six and six in league play, they're right in the middle of the pack. Like there's a bunch of teams around five hundred. It's just the stats he's putting up are ridiculous. He's had to step it up with Bryce Hopkins out, and he certainly has. He's averaging nineteen points, eight rebounds, three and a half assists. He's averaging almost two steals. He's just he's had big games as well. He did solid against us. I, I don't remember his stat line exactly, but. I, I just feel like we're going to split votes with the Huskies. Like kind of last year with the freshman of the year award, it was pretty much Whitmore, Caravan, or Klingon. Whitmore won the award. It probably should have been Caravan, but some voters probably were like, there's two Huskies here. I'm not sure who to pick. I'll just pick the Nova guy, which Whitmore probably did ended up deserving. He had a good year, but I don't know. I feel like we're going to split votes and it's not going to go in our favor, but we should definitely have the Big East player of the year on our roster. I agree. As a team, you know, you're 21 and two now. You're the best team undebatably there's no doubt about it in the conference uh we're gonna win the big east regular season title i feel like you need to have that guy on your team uh especially last year with kolek and marquette just kind of made sense i feel like that's kind of us this year i mean i wouldn't be surprised if newton won it just because of you know the name value fifth year reigning national champion numbers guy but i mean you i would love uh oh my god <laughs> brain fart i had a brain fart i'd love to see cam spencer win the award just cut that out i'll I'll start again <laughs> yeah and you know obviously i feel like it's kind of the same thing last year that you know marquette had with colic but i mean this year i know i wouldn't be surprised to see newton win it um be it he's the numbers guy you know he's the fifth year reigning national champion um making all the awards lists but i would love to see cam spencer win it just to show his impact that he's had on the team this year i really feel like he deserves it especially playing 38 minutes tonight this is something that wouldn't happen because i'm pretty sure the way i assume it's just a vote with all the coaches and stuff and it's just whoever has the most votes wins but why not just give spencer and newton cole big east player of the year i mean there's been years i'm looking specifically 2020 slash 21 that was book night's year where he was banged up he was his last year with us there were three big east player of the years i mean colin gillespie 
Mamus Kellis-Villi from Seton Hall and Jeremiah Robinson-Earl. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was just because there was a three-way tie in the voting. And if there's a tie in the voting, I feel like it's not going to be between Spencer and Newton, especially with Carter's presence and Kolek's presence. But if you're not sure which Husky to, to give it to, just give it to both of them. I mean, we've seen co-players the years before. I mean, I don't know. We're kind of – this is a, this doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, we know we have – even if like Carter wins, we know I'd rather have Cam Spencer or Tristan Newton, even though he's a hard, he's a good player. He plays hard. I'd rather have who we got now, but it's just something to think about, especially when there's not much to talk about in this episode. I mean, Butler and Georgetown, it's not exactly too exciting, but we'll, we'll move on to Georgetown. Obviously our second game this year against the Hoyas, this time we're going down to DC to face Ed Cooley's bunch. It's a noon tip. I believe it's on FS1 or Fox. It's on one of the two. I don't know, but these guys played us kind of tight the first time tighter than they should have i mean let me pull up the it was a 13 point game i believe yeah 80 to 67 final they never we never really ran away with it like we know we can and are capable of and i'm not saying we're gonna lose this game because we're not unless we do but i feel like this is a we always play georgetown tight every time we play them there's no exceptions it seems like in the past like three years so I expect this to maybe be in that 13 to 15 range again, but we should certainly pull it out. And if you remember last game, Supreme Cook absolutely ran all over us on a field day, uh, but we did not have Donovan Klingon. So I'm excited to see uh, Klingon come back and have that matchup with Cook. Uh, Caravan also went off 26 points, five rebounds. We had a lot of big games from guys, but that means that you're going to have smaller games from other guys. Samson Johnson wasn't around. Newton wasn't really around. This was the Cam Spencer and Alex Caravan show. And uh, Steph Castle put okay, too. Only two for seven, but 14 points, nine made free throws. Uh, you love to see him get into the line. So, you know, I'm excited to see uh, Klingon come back, have that matchup with Supreme Cook. Yeah, I remember from that game, Supreme Cook's not a guy that should get anywhere close to 18 and 13 on you. Obviously, Klingon's a lot better than Samson, but even – He's kind of similar to Samson, I feel like, maybe a little better, but you just you can't allow that. That's one of the main reasons the game was close last time, but Klingon should fairly easily be able to handle him down low. And yeah, like you mentioned, it was the Caravan and Spencer show. They combined to hit 11 of 15 threes. I mean, if we have that, we're certainly going to win. Even if a guy, like you mentioned, Newton struggled in that game, he went over six from three. He's kind of he's kind of had more duds than we realized. That was another nine point performance. He had nine against Butler. He's I feel like he's due. This is maybe foreshadowing a little bit into the players to watch segment, but I feel like we need to see a big game out of him. He's due for one, but I feel like the keys of the game is to contain Supreme Cook down low and just limit their three-pointers. They went four for 16 last time. I mean, they'll probably do a little better than that, I assume, this time around. You just got to really limit that. They got guys that really like it. Jaden Epps, he didn't make one, but he went 0 for 5. From three last time, Dontre Styles is a guy that could make a couple in a row and get hot. He only went one for two against us, but is limit the three and limit Cook down low, and this should easily be a victory. I feel like when we play against Georgetown, we're kind of playing against ourselves because you don't want to allow these guys to go off. Our defense last time did very good. Like you mentioned, Jay Neps 0 for 5 from three. He had 16, but he shot 5 of 19 from the field. I mean, Dontre Styles, uh, another one of their leading scorers, 2 for 7, 11 points. Their guys weren't uh, very effective. So I feel like, you know, especially with clinging back this time and these updated defensive numbers, I feel like we should be able to handle them a little bit easier than 13 points. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a similar scoreline. 
Yeah, I think that we'll just jump into players to watch here. There's not much more to say. And like like I was talking, I'm gonna go Tristan Newton. He's we just talked about him. He probably could potentially be Big East player of the year. Big East player of the year doesn't have nine against Georgetown, nine against Butler. They take these games and they pop off to get 20 plus. So that's my prediction. That's my hope for Tristan Newton. I want to see 20 points. I know. He's certainly capable of it. You've seen him go off at times this year, especially on the road. Remember at Villanova, at Kansas, those are two much tougher games than Georgetown. So I don't want to say 25, even though it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll say 20 plus with Tristan Newton. That's my goal for him. I'm going to take uh, the other guy that I got going for Big East Player of the Year, Cam Spencer. Uh, 33 minutes, last time out, 20 points. So I think that if he can put up another 20 plus point game performance, um, then things are going to start getting really interesting in this discussion because of just how consistently he does it. Um, you know, we're pushing towards the end of the year now. We're almost at that stretch where we have six, you know, elite opponents. So I want to see Cam Spencer kind of go into this stretch here on fire. That way, when we actually reach that streak of games, everything comes together for him. Yeah, Georgetown, they're on a seven-game losing streak right now. Obviously, we've won 11 in a row. I just don't want to take – I don't want the team to take these next two games at Georgetown and at DePaul for granted. They're still road games in the Big East. I mean, these teams are due at some point, right? I mean, just it's kind of like roulette. You don't want to be the team to lose to Georgetown or DePaul, especially being 21-2 and two and in first place. But I don't think we will. But you just can't – obviously, in a week, eight days from now, we play Marquette at home. It should be a top-five matchup. I just don't want the, the team – I don't think they will – I don't want them to just look ahead to that matchup and just overlook these two games because there's still teams that could stick with you. We saw against Butler, they're going to stick with you the whole time. I feel like Georgetown always sticks with us to Paul, not as much, but it's on the road, so you never know. But all in all, just take it one game at a time like they've been doing, and they should be fine. I think, unless you got anything else, I'll do it here. Episode 61, the two-man show, Andrew's off doing his own thing, but we, we got to continue producing the content. Husky schedule doesn't stop if one of us can't make it. So look for, we'll probably do another episode between Georgetown and DePaul. It's, it may not be an exciting episode because it's between Georgetown and DePaul, which should be two pretty easy wins. But like I said, we got to keep on producing. So look for an episode then. Thanks for watching now. And yeah, thanks.